With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, welcome to another edition of the ONG Strike Zone. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm laughing because I, I, my God bless y'all, man. I love doing this show. Brian Fulford joined uh, with my guys, Kelvin Rozier, Kofi Hemingway. Uh, brothers, it's good to see all of you, man. I, I wasn't sure I'm, we were going to see everybody, but we got everybody here. So how's everybody doing tonight? Everybody's great, man. You great? I'm wonderful, lovely. Eddie Kane Jr. Eddie Kane Jr. <laughs> Kane Jr. You just slide right on in there, right before the show starts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well said, man. Well said. Man, you got my nose running, man. The over-under today is six. Six. That's the over-under on the number of times with my sinuses that I uh, wipe my nose. So here's the first one. If you're playing the... Uh, how many times Brian wipes his nose on the show if you're playing that drinking game. Um, thanks for watching the ONG Strike Zone here. Uh, make sure if you are watching us on Facebook or on YouTube, make sure first off that you are subscribed to our channel or our page. We greatly appreciate it. And then go ahead and give us a like. I'm sure we'll give you plenty to like about over the next hour or two. Uh, and then, hey, go back and find a way to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ONG Strike Zone. Well, fellas, we got a lot to talk about in today's show. We're going to get into talking about FAMU's another dominating defensive performance. We're going to kind of debate on what that defensive name should be. I've seen that we've seen a lot of different things floating around, uh, so we'll, we'll kind of have some fun with that. We'll also get a chance to talk about our Lady Rattlers with a dominating performance uh, over the weekend. Three games in two days, all sweeps. Beautiful job by the ladies, our Rattler volleyball team doing the thing. And uh, we'll also get a chance to transition, and we'll get a chance to talk to uh, Coach Mike Rice of our golf program, uh, who won uh, our program's first conference championship last year or i guess it was this year in the spring right we can't say it was that far that long ago even though it seems ages when we were in another conference and then we'll get a chance to uh do our weekly preview uh for our upcoming opponent football upcoming opponent that's uh, alabama a&m big game where the rattlers will travel to huntsville alabama for an early afternoon game we'll get a chance to talk to ted dixie he's the play-by-play voice for the Alabama A&M Bulldogs. So we'll kind of find out and see how the Bulldogs are licking their wounds after that beating they took from Jackson State. And then, of course, we'll do what we love to do at the end of the show is do our uh, predictions, kind of look at what's going on in the SWAC as well. All right, fellas. Well, let's get into it. Our big takeaways from the South Carolina State win. I'll kind of talk with uh, – I'll start with you, Kelvin. And uh, what are what are your big takeaways from uh, the win against the Bulldogs this past weekend? Well, it's it solidified for me that our defense is elite. Uh, we, we don't have to worry about what we're going to look like from week to week. We don't have to worry about this week. Uh, I thought that what South Carolina State does and the weapons that they have 
um, correlate well with what we'll see this week. Um, Alabama and Alabama theoretically may have a few more um, weapons, but to me, they were similar built offensively. And so I, I, I really feel good about the performance. The only reason they scored was that, uh, you know, there was some, some interesting officiating in the second half uh, with uh, pass interference and then a, a few um, mental mistakes that kept uh, the drive live in which they end up scoring. Um, but all in all, the, the special teams play was phenomenal. Um, of course, uh, I know we're talking about Isaiah Lynn um, more, but uh, he had another devastating game, just unblockable, um, both with pass rush and run game, tackles for losses and sacks. And then we had uh, several turnovers. We had a 51-yard field goal, kickoffs in the end zone. So um, a, a very good win over a very good team um, at the end of the day. And then on the offensive side of the ball, we scored the first time we got the ball in the second half. Uh, we're tied in over the middle. We, we were talking about attacking the middle a little bit more. And, um, you know, we almost had 200 yards of uh, pass offense, 180 or uh, so. And then we had uh, over 100 yard rusher with Bishop um, on about 12 carries. So, you know, again, five yards. Uh, four to five yards carried by all the running backs. So it was a complete game. And um, and I'm going to stop there because uh, when we go talking about moving forward in the, in the A&M game, um, I'm going to talk more about where I think we need to go and, and, um, and grow at moving forward. All right. Uh, Kofi, your big takeaways from, uh, from the weekend. Defense, defense, defense. Our defense is, um, I want to say, I keep saying it, but I'm going to say it again. It's, it's an FBS caliber defense. Um, if you think about it, South Carolina State scored three points on Clemson. Um, we were like seven minutes away from a shutout against South Carolina State. Um, and had they not, had we not had those mental um those mental little breakdowns and making those those simple little mistakes with the personal fouls that gave them, I think about 45 yards on that particular drive. Um, and yeah, the officiating was bad, but some of the stuff was in within our control. And so we have to do a better job of that. But we only allow South Carolina State seven points. They gave uh, they scored 35 points on New Mexico State. 42 points on Alabama and M um, and they've been, they've been scoring pretty frequently. I think they were averaging, came in averaging 30 points a game. We held them down to seven and it really should have been a shutout had our, um, had we been able to, to remain focused throughout the call or uh, throughout the game. So I'm looking forward to it, man. Um, we had a special teams touchdown that was called back. Uh, and in reality, we also left about, I want to say, 21 points on the board. We could have scored at least uh, 42 points in this particular game. So there's still some cleaning up to do, still some um, some mental games going on on that line. It takes us forever to get the ball in from time to time. Be like, what is the play? Why is it taking so long? But other than that, I thought it was a good, clean uh, as Billy Joe used to say, uh, performance from Rattler football was a good display of unadulterated Rattler football. Yeah, good point. Uh, you mentioned those penalties, 11 penalties, 94 yards uh, for for us in that contest. Um, you know, I, 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 was, I was really impressed and really liked it. Again, we, we had more rushes, more rush attempts than pass attempts uh you know that's that's something that um i'm i'm pleasantly surprised and this is now the second week in a row uh it was 40 to 24 we had 40 rush attempts uh rashawn mckay 24 pass attempts only quarterback of record uh let's see we had one two three four five six six rusher 
six rushers, I should say. You know, I don't know if we call, well, we got it. We got to count Smith. He had a negative uh, five yard loss. McKay had a, a couple of, uh, I don't know if they're counting. Yeah, they're probably counting sacks as uh, negative rushing plays, aren't they? It seems that way. Yes. 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 So that's, so, you know, in, 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 in reality, we probably had 38 true rushes. But uh, as you guys mentioned, Bishop Bonnet, 12 attempts, 118 net yards and a score. That's a 9.8 average. Terrell Jennings, 16 attempts, 59 net yards and a score. Eddie Tillman, the third, got in the ball game, Six attempts, 23 net yards. And Jamari Sherrod, three attempts, 20 net yards. Uh, his long was a 17-yard run, and that, that was pretty much the bulk of it. Uh, Rashawn McKay, of course, 14 of 24, 181 yards and a touchdown. He was sacked twice. Just an efficient day. You know, his big target, he did throw to seven different receivers in this contest. David Manigo was just the man. I mean, Manigo was another guy who I thought came away really impressive. Uh, the number of passes that he caught on the sideline. I got to think he of, of the seven seven receptions that he had for 82 yards, I think four or five of them probably came along the sideline. You know, just just a really impressive performance. Uh, still haven't uh, seen Chad Hunter. Um, not sure what we know. Or he's been know. injured. He's been yeah. he's been injured. Yeah. So so, so still he he hasn't come back. Possibly yet. homecoming. And how about Xavier Smith being held to just one reception for, I believe it was, two yards? You know, that that's pretty low for, you know, one of the he nation's a, uh But he caught a um he caught a nice pass that he dove for. Was that an Alabama State game or was that this game? I think that was, that was Alabama, Alabama State, State game. Okay. Yeah, you yeah, that was the Alabama State game. So okay. uh that that was from from the offensive standpoint. Uh, you, you guys mentioned the special teams. How about Jose Romo Martinez? Uh, not only was he the SWAC uh, special teams player of the week, he was the BCSN National Special Teams Player of the Week. Who you know uh, he's now taking over the punting duties uh, for Chris Fadul. Uh, Romo Martinez hit field goals from forty or excuse me twenty, forty seven. And 51 right before the end of the contest, you know, just to uh, add a few extra points there at the end. He didn't miss from 31 yards out, so he didn't quite have a clean sheet. But again, he was three for three on his PATs, uh, four punts for an average of 37 yards. He had three of those punts inside of the 20, which is always good. And then he had seven kickoffs. Five of them were touchbacks. So, uh, look, if anybody needed an ice bath after that contest, I hope they took care of uh, Romo Martinez because my man was was doing work. Very busy day. Uh, any other any other thoughts from the offensive side of the ball, guys? Before we jump over to the defensive, before we get into some of the defensive superlatives and and some of the uh, individual uh, playmakers on defense. Well, I want to say I thought McKay played a good, efficient game. I think fourteen to twenty four, right? Yes, 14 to 24. 14 to 24, but I saw some passes, man, that were really, really good. And um, one, the, I think it was a pass to uh, – it was a it was going to the end zone that I thought was an excellent pass. I, keep, I It wasn't Cherie. Young. Okay. It was the, one, the Young that the I one thought was – The was with the tight end. Right. But I'm talking about the one that he – it was one that he did not complete that I thought was just an excellent throw. I see what Simmons talks about, Coach Simmons talks about when he says that he has a really, really, really big arm. Um, anytime you can roll to one side of the field and throw it to the other one on time, that's a big time arm. Um, and he was able to do that. That's like a 40 yard, 50 yard throw almost um, for him to be able to do that and complete that. And he actually did that in the North Carolina A&T game on the, um, on the score that we had for that touchdown, he rolled to his left and actually threw to his right and the ball actually got there. So I think that, you know, McKay is growing in confidence and as he does, um, the offense is going to improve. I still want to see him take the ball um, on obvious 
place where they're going to attack the running back and take it. I want to see him run. Um, but we're why also do you want to see seeing, him, Why do you want to see him run? That's not his thing. Why do you want to see McKay run? He doesn't have to, but the play is there. The, the You know, just basic offensive football is to take what the defense gives you. If you if you fake to the running back, we've been running the ball pretty well on a third down and one or a second down and one, everybody's going to run to try to tackle the running back. And they're not going to think that McKay is going to run the ball. So that could be another big game. And that'll be something else that the defense has to account for. Now, here's the other thing that I think is, is real interesting because it's something that Simmons said about SWAC teams for the most part, that they're built from the outside in, that they have really good skill players, but their, their line play is, is uh, not as strong as it is in the MEAC. And I think within these next few games, there's a good possibility we're going to see that really, really, really come into play. Um, speaking of McKay, I, I, I was, I've got to be impressed about the fact, as I look at the stats here on our drive He's chart. Impressed with only, McKay. He's impressed I with am. McKay. That's right. You heard me say I'm impressed with McKay from the standpoint <laughs> that we only had one three and out. We only had one three and out in the entire ball game. Um, that came in the early first drive of the second quarter. But everything else, um, we had drives, uh, ten play drives, eight, a uh, couple of sevens. Yeah, we had a couple of fours, but we scored on the four possessions. We scored on a couple of those. So uh, matriculating the ball downfield, keeping the drive alive. I, I, I see. I, I'm, 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 I'm liking his game management skills. How about that? Is that? Is that? Does that, does that sound nice yeah. and positive for everybody? Okay. He's improving uh, in that regard. He is improving in that regard. Uh, you, you can go yes. ahead and say it, Brian. He's getting better. Yes. Yes, he is getting better. Yes, he is. I'm, I'm, yes, he's getting better. Okay. Okay. I'm there. I said it. Now, hey, the guy that I feel like we discovered, I feel like we discovered Isaiah Land. Look, the nation has now figured out Isaiah Land, right? But we, we were talking about Isaiah Land before anybody else because – once again, look, as, as impressive as he was against Alabama State, because that jumped off the page to me, this was a quiet, impressive performance by Isaiah Land. And I mean that because, yeah, we had uh, Savion Williams coming back, and we already had to shut out the week before. But Isaiah Land with five sacks, uh, a new FAMU single-game record, he had eight total tackles. Uh, six or five of them were solo. He had four and a half tackles for loss. Uh, all of those, the tackles for loss, the sacks, the, everything was an improvement from the week before. And so he earned slack player of the week, defensive player of the week, well-deserved. And now he's leading the nation in sacks with 10, uh, not only in sacks, but in sack yardage and average. Uh, he's averaging two a game, obviously 10. We played five games. But really, he's had what eight now in the last two days, and yes, he's going up he against. Yes, and now he gets to eat. I mean, you know, he's going to a buffet. I mean, like when I was when I was a little heavier and used to go to the Chinese buffet, like my eyes would get big. He's going to Alabama A and M after they just gave up ten sacks. He's got to be like, holy cow! I'm gonna eat. What's your What's your thought on the defense, Kelvin? Well, you know, you said it all. Uh, I'm, I'm running out of superlatives for them, man. What they're doing um, against uh, FCS opponents and SWAC opponents and Fort Valley, I think about the seven points we did give up, right, to those other three schools. And all of them was either um, penalty-aided. One was, I remember, Jack State jump ball, then an interference in the end zone. Uh, you know, uh, I believe Fort Valley was a turnover. I mean, nobody's really driving the ball up and down the field on this defense, you know, with the one score that they're giving up. So uh, we, we talk about the, the, the back end, you know, our leading tacklers are our safeties and so forth, and we talk about Isaiah. So I'm going to give a little love to those backers because, uh, you know, I thought they were, a bit, they were missing a little bit um, against um, South Florida in the first half. But uh, Fagan and uh, and those guys, man, they 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 played a complete game. We shut down um, Cyclone State run. Uh, he had an interception. You know, he he was he was very active on plays. So, um, and again, they're getting better. Like you said, we had Savian play his first game. They came back. He's came back. I, I don't think Gentle. I'm not sure if I saw Gentle this game. I don't know if he's back yet. 
So we we're still adding pieces, man, and um and um I know what I'm. I, I sleep well at night. I, I'm ready for game day. I know what I'm getting that side of the ball. <laughs> so true, so true. Uh, Kofi, uh, real quick, what do you got? Well, man, you know, I just um, it's not you know people talk about the the transfers from um, the other school in the SWAT, but. Man, Willie Simmons and his staff, Coach Simmons and his staff did an amazing job of accumulating talent on the defensive side of the ball. We have eight Division I FBS players that are playing on our defense. That's over half of the defense. That's over half of the defense. Even if you just go down and you just simply look at who we have, bro, that is... Nadarius Fagan, Syracuse, Savion Williams, Tennessee, Lovey Jenkins, Louisville, Antoine Colley, UCF, Marquise Bell, Maryland, Stephon Atkinson, Western Kentucky, Deontay Williams, Florida State, Khalif Copeland, Indiana State. That does not include Demetrius Powell from, um, from Asa College in New York, Kendall Baller from Mercer, or Marjorie Brown from Albany State. Bro. This defense is stacked, and that does not even include some of the, the high school recruits that we've got or the second team. This team is really deep, and if they play up to their capability, we're going to be in really, really, really good shape. Yeah, well said, well said. Hey, um, and, and one of the things that we have to figure out, we have to figure out a name for this defense. This defense, which had eight three and outs in this ball game. Three interceptions, one forced fumble. We've heard every okay. Let you know this. This is a great question for the folks out there watching us. We've heard everything from now. I heard Coach Simmons first call it the dark cloud defense, right? Uh, what did, what was another name I heard? Gang Green, Gang Green, Gang Green. That's that's it right there. That Gang Green. We can go with dark what, cloud. They're, they're gang, yeah, I like that Gang Green. With, but Willie, Coach I want Simmons you to listen calls to this it the. Now. Go ahead. Huh? No, I'm just saying Coach Simmons called it the dark cloud defense. I don't I like I, dark clouds. It's I, scary when you see dark clouds and make you feel a certain kind of way. Right. You know. Right. When you see dark clouds, I, it gets your attention. I guess you know, that's what these listen guys to do. This, listen to this Go gang ahead. green now. Gang green is localized death and decomposition of body tissue, resulting from obstructed circulation or bacterial infection. Jesus. When gangrene Sounds sets bad. in, the leg got amputated. It's the death of tissue. So when our defense comes on the field, it's literally like the death to your offense. It's cutting off the circulation of your offense. Your offense is not going to be able to flow the way that it wants to flow because of gangrene. Well said. All right. So, so we'll put this up to a vote. Uh, out there, you know, we we I, I like that. We may just have this to roll with no Gang democracy. Green. democracy. We ain't voting, boy. We in Florida too. <laughs> the Gang Green defense. We are the number five <laughs> scoring defense in the NCAA. <sighs> Only giving up eleven <laughs> points per game. Eleven point eight. Number five in the nation. Ahead of that other school out there in uh, Mississippi, should be noted. All right, we're gonna take a break and step away from the football field for a second. And coming up, we've got a special guest. We uh, always want to try to get our, our Rattler coaches. And so our guest coach for this week uh, is the head men's golf coach, Mike Rice. And we'll get a chance to uh, talk to Coach uh, about the team this year and uh, some of the accomplishments that they had this uh, past year uh, coming out of the MIAC going into the SWAT. You're watching the ONG Strike Zone with Brian, Kelvin, and Kofi. We'll be back right after these words. Nope. Nope. Come on, him. Ooh, I like him. Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, 
and parenting education coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentJAX. Sugar Chateau Desserts is a specialty bakery located in the Charlotte, North Carolina metro area. We will create delicious and one-of-a-kind treats for any occasion. Sugar Chateau is currently shipping cakes in a jar, offering a variety of different flavors in a single-serve container that can help you celebrate in accordance with social distancing. Place your orders today by calling 803-526-7895 or visiting SugarChateauDesserts.com. For 200 years, Montgomery, Alabama has been making history by people who had the courage to stand up for change. Today, this riverfront city has been reborn, embracing the past and looking forward to the future. From the National Memorial for Peace and Justice to the stage of the Alabama Shakespeare Festival, this is where history was and is made. We are proud to call Montgomery home, and together, we can be the change. Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food? Like jerk chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Pika in downtown Atlanta. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992. Or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Authentic Caribbean cuisine. All right, welcome back to the ONG Strike Zone. Brian Fulford, Kelvin Rozier, Kofi Hemingway, and joining us right now. Uh, the head coach of our men's golf program, Coach Mike Rice. Coach Rice, thanks for taking some time to join us this evening. How you doing, Coach? Man, I'm awesome. How y'all? Thanks for having me. Yeah, we, we're doing well. Thanks for thanks for coming in and joining us. Hey, uh, so the uh, the season is already off to a start. Uh, we've already had a couple of couple of tournaments. Um, so give us a, well, and a matter of fact, we just finished uh, participating in the, uh, I'm looking at the schedule here, the Georgia State mm-hmm. Invitational. So if you could maybe Correct. catch us up, let, let us know how the season got off to, uh, how, how the season started and, and share a little of the results from, uh, from this past weekend's Invitational. So we started, this is actually our second event. We started at HBCU Invitational, which also was in Atlanta. Um, young team, uh, didn't play real well at the first event, but fortunately was was leading after the first round, which was a good thing. Um, but just, you know, just being young and still trying to get, get some reps and get these guys, uh, you know, just college golf is different than junior golf. So um, we ended up finishing third in the HBCU Invitational, which was a good start. Uh, to be honest, I, I was kind of, you know, you always want to win, but sometimes winning when you're not playing your best with a, with a bunch of young guys could be, you know, detrimental. And, and that, you know, they think that it's, you know, we can, we can win without playing good, and we don't want that. We want them working hard. So, um, you know, that was a good thing. This last weekend, you know, a big event, uh, big schools, big, uh, you know, just, just good competition. I thought if we could – Finished somewhere in the middle of the pack, we would have done well. Uh, we didn't play well the first day, uh, but played well the, the second and, and especially the last day, which was good to see all these young guys. So if, if we can we can do what we're doing the, the, the second and third rounds, I think we're going to be in a great spot from uh, SWAC time in, in April. And, and 
you know, that's that's my push. That's my talk with the guys. It's not about right now. It's about when we get to uh, championship time. And, and with this young team, we just want to continue to work and get better and develop these guys. Yep. Coach, when I went back and went back from that invitational, the very first uh, meet, um, mm-hmm. it, really, it really looked like it wasn't so much what we didn't do. It just looked like a couple other schools just had, like, ridiculous days on day two. And it just kind of – and they just jumped us, you know. Correct. And, and, and that, that was the thing. We didn't play bad. Um, we just didn't – we didn't play well. We – the. You know, my focus with these guys is, you know, just especially being young, is to make sure that we're we're grinding everything out, that we're working for every shot. You know, you, you, you never know at the end of the day what everybody else is doing. Um, you know, even the team that won the tournament wasn't even in our group. So you, you, you don't know what's going on on the golf course. So you just got to take care of what you can take care of. And so that's really been the big push is let's make sure that we're out there, we're grinding, we're earning every shot. Um, and we just don't give up. And, and I think we've done a really good job in, in both events. Nobody's getting down. Uh, you know, they, it's, it's going to take a process. It's a process to get there with these young guys. And, and they're they're buying in. And that's what we want. Kelvin, what do you got? <laughs> so, Coach, I know you have um, a grad student, uh I believe you got two juniors, a sophomore, and then like five freshmen. So right. talk about the whole process of of how do you get this team, what's your plan for this team, where they are now, to be playing at a level you want them to play at in April? What what, what does that look like? Okay. Yeah, I mean, you're right. We got one grad assistant, um, you know, fifth-year guy that's, that's, that's still around. Um, we have a sophomore and a junior that really have played minimal because, you know, the team that just graduated, we have, you know, all starting five just graduated. So even the guy, they've been around, they've seen the process, they see the way we work, the practice that we do, which is good because they've really turned into the leaders of the team. Um, but still don't have a lot of college experience because, we had a group of five guys that really have traveled the last couple of years, really, to, to, to be the, the team. So, um, you know, it's even getting those guys reps. You know, this is their first year traveling and count towards the team. So when, when we look at you can look at it and say that there is five freshmen, but in reality, there's really seven because they haven't traveled. Um, and, and for good reasons. I mean, we've had we've had. You know, the last two years have been something that's been special on campus. It's, it's never happened. And so, you know, cool that these guys have been able to be around that as well so they know what that looks like. And so the big one is to make sure that we're developing, make sure that we're practicing. My big push on this team is that we work a lot of short games. So no matter what happens, we're always going to be in the game. If we can show up to a tournament, and we can compete in the short area, we have a chance of competing with anybody. It doesn't matter who it is. But with these young guys, it's just yeah. getting the reps, you know, and it's just it's getting them under the tournament tournament fire. I mean, that's really what it is. It's just different. You put a trophy on the line, everything changes. And so we just need to get them and keep them, keep them playing in these tournaments and get them the experience. And, and, I, and I'll say this, Rozier, and, and you, you were up there on the hill for a long time with us. And I kept saying with the group that just graduated how special they were going to be. And, you know, it was like, look, just give us years. I'm telling you, this is group is special. This team right now is more talented than that team was. But it's just youth and, and you know, just trying to get them the experience and, and, and maturity. I mean, it's so huge. And any sport we play, there's a big difference between a freshman and a senior. I don't know how. It doesn't matter what you do. It's just getting them there. I think we'll compete now, no question, but I think in two or three years, we could have something even more special than what we had. Kofi? Awesome. Great, man. Um, I see you with Nike gear on, Coach. Um, yes, sir. How has that uh, affected the, the recruitment, I want to say, the branding of your program? Has it affected the recruitment and the branding of your program with the LeBron James contract? And um, yeah, that's that's my that's my first question. But I wanted to talk a little bit also about 
um, what is your vision for this golf program? Where do you think we really and truly can be long-term? Awesome. Um, I'll say this, the LeBron absolutely is, I mean, we know social media is crazy, right? These kids that we're looking at, you know, this year coming in and the following year, they see that LeBron thing and they want to be a part of that, no question. So it has helped with recruiting. Um, you know, have we seen the significance of it yet? Probably not. I think we may see it in a couple of years, what that really means. Um, you know, hopefully at some point, you know, LeBron's doing something in golf that could help too, um, you know, with golf gear because he's, you know, he hasn't even tapped into that yet. So, you know, who knows where that'll go. Uh, but look, these young guys love Nike. They, they, they don't under armor. It's hard to sell under armor and Adidas. Let's just be honest. So, um, you know, the Nike does help us in recruiting. Um, I'll, I'll say this in the program. I think we're in it. Two things. I think we do it the right way. That's number one. Um, you know, HBCU golf and, and finding young young black kids out there is not easy. There's not a lot. And that's one of the things that the sport is really working hard to, you know, to change the way the sport looks. Let's just be honest. I mean, there's a lot of diversity and inclusion that we're doing that we've talked about for years, but it was all talk. And, and, it, and it is it's starting to change now. People are really starting to do things, which is good. You know, we have people behind us um, because I think we do it the right way in the way we look. Uh, they're supporting us. You know, a new one is TaylorMade is now a sponsor of, of our golf team, which is huge. You know, these guys have golf clubs and balls and gloves and, and, and you know, the stuff they need to get better. You know, honestly, you know, we've, we've gotten track men, which is a huge asset for recruiting. Uh, that's going to help this program. It's, you know, the, the, these young guys coming up or growing up with the technology. If you don't have it, you're in trouble. And uh, TrackMan is is the number one out there for us, you know, as far as golf uh, um, ways to, to, to teach. Um, they call it, you know, they think it's a, a game. They love it. Um, but, but it's huge for us. And so program-wise, I think – I mean, I honestly think we're going to do something special that's never been done. And our recruiting class next year, um, you know, we had the number one, the, the lowest ranked black golfer in the country commit to FAMU. That's huge, especially when we were competing against big, big PWIs and, and he decided to come here. And that's a great thing. Um, you know, so with what we have now, the talent now, with the, what we got going next year, got two kids to commit, that's unusual. Usually we're still recruiting way into next semester. And so we're in a position that I don't have to do that. That's a good thing. I'm trying to be done in November and focus on this year and know what's coming next year. Um, so to say that, I think FAMU Golf is going to do something special. I, I, I'm telling you, I said it five years ago, four years ago, and I'm saying even I think we could do something crazy. Awesome. Coach, you mentioned mention where I was wanting to go with my, my next question with recruiting. For those who aren't familiar, and I'm, I'm certainly one of them who includes, I, I'm not familiar with how uh, co collegiate golf and how and where you recruit from. What is your base? Uh, I mean, obviously, I know there are a lot of high schools that, that do play uh, golf. Um, so, I mean, is it similar or are you pulling people? Are you looking at the the junior circuits what where's your your base or your area that that you try to recruit from and and if you can mention the young man who's already recruited uh, let, let's go ahead and put his name out there so rattler nation can make sure we're following him and uh and giving him some yeah. love uh his senior year so um i mean there, there's a lot of and, and like i said it's it's hard because there aren't a lot of, of young black golfers so we have to be strategic in how we do it. And a lot of the ways that we do it is through our own golfers. You know, um, these junior golfers, they know each other. And so it's real quick, real easy for me to ask, you know this kid, if he doesn't know him, that's probably somebody that, that there's a reason why he doesn't know. Um, but but also by traveling, you know, we're looking at junior junior circuits, AJGA, you know, what would be the, the FSGA, which is the Florida, every state has a junior association. And so AJGA is the biggest junior golf association in the world. They're, they're worldwide. 
Um, and but they're a little little more expensive to get into. So so you you can't just look at that because again, being expensive, you may not find that kid that gym. Um, but we definitely got to be looking at junior tours. We're we're recruiting through through uh, our guys that are here now through junior golfers that we're recruiting. Um, you just gotta be strategic. And the young man's name is 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 a Florida kid. His name's Ian Davis, um, out of Howie in the Hills, and he's from a junior program and uh, international. What is it? The IJGA, I believe, is the name of it. Um, but he's a heck of a talent, and we're I'm telling you, this kid could be something special. You said Ian Davis. Yeah. Ian Davis, correct. All right, for sure, for sure. Yeah, we'll we'll make sure to make sure to follow him. We'll we'll get that Twitter handle and make sure all of a sudden he'll see his handle go up and say, "Why all of a sudden I get all these followers from?" Yeah, we we make sure that that's what we want. Some love, yeah, for sure. Like uh, I said, Kelvin. he was. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Coach. No, no, I was saying he he's been on my radar for for a while. Him and I created a relationship a long time ago, and. Um, I, I think he's a special kid. It's going to be, he just has great leadership, uh, personality, uh, that I think, you know, in a couple of years, he's going to be the guy leading this team. So, uh, I'm looking forward to him coming in next year. Nice. Nice. Uh, Kevin, Kevin, go ahead. Yeah, coach, I remember us talking about some facility things and, uh, <laughs> you know, how you thought you could leverage that to help your program. And then we had the new dorms at that time weren't completed yet, but they're now completed. So kind of just talk about that, that, that facility piece that we, that we discuss and, and where it is and just how that and having the dorms and the facilities and the education and the defense brand, we, we got a lot going on and how you were able to use that to uh, further your program. Yeah. Um, well, Calvin, you know when that all started, right? You remember me walking you down there yes. to show you what the vision was. I don't know yes. if you've been down there since. Um, yes. It's been, it's been pretty remarkable what the transformation has happened since that first, you know, initial talk of what, what I thought could be what it is now. Um, you know, facility-wise, and I'll say this, I know there's no other HBCU in the country has what we have on campus. And I can tell you now, they're trying to do what we do. And, you know, as a Rattler and, and an alum and, and a player at FAMU, we know we're the greatest university, but yet we have to to lead that way as well. And so as a golf program, there's so many people out there rooting for us to be successful. And But it starts with, with the facilities and, and you know, having the resources and facility wise to have, you know, a 6,000 square foot artificial green on campus. I promise you no other HBCU has that, you know, to have a, you know, 165 yard area that we can work at with that's lit up at night. Nobody else has that, you know, we're eventually talking about making it a driving range on campus, uh, which will be huge. Um, so we have targets out there. So we, we actually practice, two to three times a week on campus. And and I promise you, no HBCU has that. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're leading by example for sure. Uh, but that's huge. I'm telling you, it's, it's you know, with the dorms, like you said, the dorms being right there, the freshmen staying there, their backyard is, is, is a driving range. That's crazy that, I mean, I remember being on campus thinking, I mean, I think now, like what, I mean, what if we had that then, you know, but we do now. and. So you'll see them drive by there at midnight. They may be out there practicing, which is, you know, it, it really is huge um, in the development of these young guys. And, you know, having Taylor May back us and, you know, it's, it's crazy, man, how much, how far this program's come in the last few years. Um, but I'm just, I'm excited. I get to watch it every day. So uh, I love it. Hey, uh, we. I, I, this, is, this is brand new to me. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna admit and sort of tell on myself. I'm like, I didn't know all this was going on back there. Uh, Kelvin, you've been holding back. You, you know, you're supposed to be back there taking some pictures and dropping this on Facebook, man, so that we can see uh, these 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 sites. Well, you know, coach, coach, you put us onto something. We we got to get some photos posted because I was just bouncing around. You know, I, you know, I, I, I didn't see it. 
or where where it probably should yeah. be. So I'm, I'm just gonna say that you know we need to go ahead and, and get some pictures put out there. And and so and to say it's it's recently been finished. Let's say that I just need to let okay. you know that. So it's taking time to get where we're at. When we started out, Kelvin will tell you it was a field of clay. And then when the dorms were fixed, it really was a mud pile of clay that we were working at. Um, but after we finally got everything finished with the dorms, we've now gone in and put irrigation in. We've, we've put Bermuda grass, still not quite fully grown into where we want to cut it where we want it. Uh, but we got mats and a green. And I mean, it's, you know, and then eventually putting up the poles, which is going to be you know, even better and, and hopefully to even where we can allow the students to use them as well. You know, we can introduce, you know, the game more to students. Um, it's kind of funny because I was doing, you know, ESPN's on campus with the football team and I teach the golf class on campus as well. Well, they came out to do a little segment with the football team and one of the guys, the, the producer is a golfer. He happened to be doing something at the dorm, so don't think you're, you know, the only one that doesn't know about it. And he looked over and he's like, that looks like a green. So he comes walking over and he's a golfer. He's here for two months and he's like, you know, I, now I got somewhere to, to, to do a little golf. So it, it is kind of hidden, but more so we just haven't quite finished it yet. It's perfect for us right now. But, you know, to, to be able to, to use it with the students and, you know, even faculty, an alum it's gonna we're not quite there yet but it's coming all right well well coach when, right, when you well, get there and you're ready for us to uh to to make a big deal about it when you're ready to have that 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 golf invitational or or that putting and driving competition you you let us know we'll we'll bring we'll come Absolutely. out i'll drive I'm, on, I'm in orlando uh kofi's in jacksonville we'll be there we'll bring the show and uh we'll we'll do it big we'll we'll celebrate everything that's going on all right all you gotta do is let us know I love it. I love it. All right, Coach. Let us know. Uh, wrap it up with us, uh, Coach, and let us know uh, about your your next tournament. I think you got a. You're off this weekend, and you got a next weekend tournament. Uh, and, and just let people know where can they where can they reach out to you when you guys are on the road, and if they want to uh, mm -hmm. come and support, uh, whether it be with some meals or whatever, you know, just however they can come support the program. Let let the people know. Yeah, absolutely. So. Right, we're all for a week, so we'll be, uh, you know, working to get get ready to travel um, and, and heading to Gulf Shores, which is an HBCU event. Um, should be a good one, really good golf course. Um, we played there uh, last few years. Excited. I think, it, I think we really have a good chance of, of winning the tournament, and that's the goal at the end of the day. But, um, you know, obviously, you know, at any tournament we're at, you know, we see the FAMU support. They come out. They were out in Atlanta, you know, out watching the guys, which was awesome. But, you know, with, with golf, there's no tickets needed. There's 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 nothing to that. You literally just show up, and, and you're welcome to walk and, and watch. And, you know, look, I'm, you know, we want we want our kids meeting alumni. So if you can come out, we'll make sure you get a chance to meet them and talk with them. Um, and then, obviously, you know, the one thing with us, the big is, you know, just, on golf courses, making sure these kids have snacks and water, and 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 you know, obviously alumni, you know, helping support that is huge. If not, I'm gonna make sure they have it. Whether it comes out of you know, however we get it, we're gonna make sure that they're they're fed and 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 you know they got water in them. But but we'd love to, you know, obviously having families some more is huge. Uh, the guys would love to have everybody out. Uh, after that, then we, we I think we have another couple weeks off, and then we'll be at Alabama A&M in Huntsville, and then we end with the SWAC Roundup, which will be the first time that we've gotten together in history uh, to play in the SWAC Roundup. That they do one in the fall and one in the spring. Uh, that we get a chance to see where we stack up against the SWAC, and uh, I'm super excited about that because we're trying to win another championship. We won the last MEAC. Now we're trying to win the swag, so please do come out and support that. Gotcha, and we, and we definitely want to have you back on right before that swag tournament. So uh, we'll make sure to circle that on the calendar, and either myself or or Kelvin, we'll, we'll definitely reach out and try to get awesome. that circles before we get you on before that. All right. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Well, thanks again, uh, Coach Mike Rice. Thank you. Uh, you guys make sure to. Uh, 
follow the program. I believe the Twitter handle is at FAMU Golf, where it's either FAMU underscore golf. I'm not really sure. Uh, I should know that. I, I apologize for not knowing exactly which one it is. Um, but I'll make sure to get it here after the break. I'll get it right after the break. <laughs> so, Coach, thank you for your time. We appreciate you thank taking you. time. And uh, good luck to your guys. And we, we definitely will be following along this year. All right? Thank you so much. Appreciate y'all having us. All right. Thank We're going to take Coach. a short break right. and come Thank back. You. You're watching right, the Kevin, OG Strike Zone. We'll be back right after these words. Supermarket sushi, really? No. Wait, Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working, huh? Oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know. <laughs> never not working. Never not working. Never, ever not working. Are you serious? Never not working. Standard protection that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology. Shop Melvin Online Women's Boutique to spice up your closet with trendy, unique looks. We have fashionable and chic looks at very affordable prices. Melvin Boutique offers free shipping all year long on all orders. Shop online at www.melvetboutique.com. That's www.melvetboutique.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. Shop Melvin Online Women's Boutique. Charmin Ultra Soft has so much cushiony softness, it's hard for your family to remember. They can use less. Sweet pillows of softness. This is soft. Holy Charmin. Oh, excuse me. Roll it back, everybody. Sorry. Charmin Ultra Soft is so cushiony soft, you'll want more. But it's so absorbent, you can use less. So it's always worth it. Now, what did we learn about using less? You gotta roll it back, everybody. <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay. Call Cuvay. Best players in the land, HBCU, lead pass. 